Hi everyone, welcome to the ep- this episode of the Goodbye Gang Podcast. It's your girl LD. It's your boy Sauce. And we have a special guest in the building. Say hi Maggie. Hi people. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at Jubilee Chalets in Ekbe. Ekbe is kind of like on the outskirts of Lagos because it's an hour from Lekki itself. Um, so there's this really nice chalets that um, they just opened in December I think but it's really nice. They're different mm-hmm. apartments different sizes and most of them have three bedrooms except for the deluxe and it's just i like the decor i like everything it literally just feels like a home away from home type mm-hmm. of situation i mean we're staying in the presidential suite yeah presidential suite, right <laughs> yeah we're staying in the presidential and it's really nice really like, really nice yeah, i could live here forever okay no it's too far from like my main life but if if i could move this presidential suite to Equally, I'd be fine. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Yeah, so, guys, you guys really have to go check out um, Ajala's blog, um, the Ajala blog, the Ajala blog, Instagram, and her blog and stuff. So, essentially, this is what they do, right? So, I'm I'm gonna lie, I'm just here hitching on a free ride, enjoy, <laughs> en- enjoying all the you know free food and uh, presidential lounging and everything. So, it's always cool. Like as I said, I love when we have all these bloggers in the house to kind of take us behind the scenes of uh, of what they do. So, like. And like, as I'm here, like enjoying all the good stuff, I'm, I'm I'm thinking like, how do you guys manage between, like as I said, obviously, um, Ajalabug, these guys contacted you and said, you know, we've opened this great facility, come and check it out, and you know, put it out there, promote us in a, in, in a sense. So how do you kind of balance that with saying that okay, I'm getting all these good freebies, quote unquote, right? Or sometimes I'm sure you, you probably charge them, but balance that with giving a real authentic feedback and making sure that you you know you don't want to as i said spoil relationships and stuff because probably they manage other chains of hotels how do mm-hmm. you balance that giving your followers the real real but at the same time keeping protecting the relationship and not coming say oh this place is trash or something like that okay um thank you i think for every time i get contacted by a brand i make it a point of duty to also inform them that I'll be very objective uh, with my reviews. So I thank them very much for the invitation. However, I make them know that it's going to be my experience I'll be sharing with everyone. If there's a um, negative aspect, say for instance, I'm going to review a hotel and I notice um, poor service, I'll mention it on my blog. It's very important um, that objective to my followers because integrity in this market is major key and that's the only thing that will sustain anyone so uh, but um to be fair i, I get where you're coming with that question <laughs> i try um as much as possible not to be to be intentional about tearing down a brand uh, most of these brands um have worked so hard to build their names um that doesn't mean i won't be objective don't get me wrong but i'll be constructive when i review um hotels so if for instance those uh i noticed a, a staff that had um a bad behavior i'll mention it but before i publicly mention it just indirect i'll call it indirect um hospitality okay. advisory uh-huh. i actually tell the gyms as well so they correct it and no one else experiences um that bad aura but i still mention it on my blog all right so it's like um 
so obviously like two of you guys have your nine to fives that pay you and you guys blog on the side but if you are thinking about this as a where you make all your money from mm -hmm. so how do you balance between i'm, I'm not sure max the same thing the same way like obviously your followers is where you get your create from but mm -hmm. in reality is the the brands or the hotels or whatever that actually pays you mm -hmm. so how do you where does your loyalty really lie with the with the you want to say the readers mm -hmm. but those guys don't put money in your pocket mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's with the brands and the, you know that i can chip in here too because i know you do this kind of stuff also okay um <laughs> <laughs> like i tell everyone um for me first first things first what's the objective of them contacting me so there are two ways to um, being engaged either you're being engaged to help them with brand positioning or publicity or visibility or just plain marketing whatever you want to call it or you are paying your own cash to review this maybe resort or beach or whatever it would be um, if the objective is to assist them with brand marketing or positioning or whatever it is or vision communication it stays that way however because it's my experience and i have to share of my experience i always do so on my blog or most of us same for unraveling nigeria and our likes we have prawns we have cons or i call sometimes i call it deal makers deal breakers it's all experience what i saw what i experienced the good side, the upsides, the downsides. I always also encourage everyone that follows me to please keep an open mind and ensure you um, gather your own experience. Mine is just like a light to your path, right? But it's also important. I'd like you to take it to Ukraine and Sinka. But guess what? I might have gone on Thursday. I didn't like the Amala. And you went on Sunday and the Amala was fabulous. Exactly. like Because I just feel like in as much as people are paying you or giving you free stuff you also have to think about your integrity mm -hmm. because here's the thing mm -hmm. we keep saying that our followers is where we get our cred from but when you're known to your followers as not being credible yeah that kind of that also brings you down to yeah, be honest because nobody wants to everyone's like yeah don't go to her page she's probably lying about something yeah and you, you get to, at the end of the day it still balances out because then these same brands that want to use you when they notice that your followers are not engaging enough yeah. or whatever because they've been hyping your shoddy business mm -hmm. they will drop you yeah. and look for the next person so at the end of the day you just have to figure out how to balance it so i always start with the good so i tell you about all the good stuff that happened mm -hmm. how i had so much fun yada 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 and then at the end i'm like i found it a bit annoying so i might not bash you outright because there's on. brutal criticism and then there's just you're criticizing but it's not that it, it won't cut that deep or they won't feel like you betrayed them so you know i'll probably tell you that oh i thought this was annoying or this was upsetting so i would use words like that you know and i always have a disclaimer at the end of all my posts yeah every time i'm like please note that this review is as at the time that i visited um personal what's it called personal experiences may differ depending on your time mm -hmm. on your day whatever you know that kind of thing so if you go there and your experience is horrible <laughs> or if you go there and your experience is better than mine that is based on you because to be fair you just have to you have to balance it you can't just be giving them good 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 reviews 
at some point in time you're just going to be known as that person who is yeah. you don't mean intentionally give them you mean like you have to be objective like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you have to be objective like, like uh, we're talking about this earlier and you brought a kind of good example with the eat drink lagos type yeah yeah um, Spot yeah what are we model about? yeah what are we saying about that again so we're saying um for eat drink lagos um the assumption or we know that they pay for their meals you see there are two models to these things is either you go there you pay your added cash you experience the place and you review when you do that the tendency you'll be more brutal yeah. brutal <laughs> <laughs> with your review is 100 so any little thing we'll is negative will upset you because yeah. you, you know you're paying for your cash that's model one model two is these brands trust you um they know you have that targeted audience and they reach out to you to come um help them with marketing indirect yeah. call it indirect mar- marketing yeah. so it is below the line type marketing um brand positioning where you come they don't influence it for well for most of the ones i've gone for even all none none of them have ever influenced it in fact most times i get to the facility and the stars don't even know i'm coming you know it gets me very emotional at the end when someone says oh so you're a travel blogger you should have told us oh well i don't want you to know so i can be objective but pretty much those are the two models so if you want to be brutal and you know do it your way you know you're not helping the brand you really don't care whether you're tra- tearing down sons 100 years of um of hard yeah, labor I paid money for this why you, you know suck exactly but, like, I, I mean i get what you're saying because i remember my dad my dad is such an advocate for you shouldn't let brands know when you're coming to I agree. visit but unfortunately it doesn't always work that way because sometimes especially if they're doing like a group visit like they want all the bloggers there at the same time so i'll give you an example when the southern sun thing came up my dad goes oh don't go on that day that they asked you to, to go. go maybe you should go the weekend after because if you go on that day they're going to be prepared for you mm-hmm. everything's <laughs> going to be perfect you know you're not going to be able to review it objectively but i couldn't say i can't because there were like a bunch of us that they invited so it was meant to be like a collective a collective thing do you get what i'm saying so i couldn't be like oh no sorry me, me out of everybody i'll come next week at the end of the day it's not like it was perfect you know there were yeah. a bunch of stuff that i wasn't very pleased with and i said it but like you said you just have to i feel like brands themselves also have to know that it won't be good all it the won't time. be good all the time yeah not necessarily that it will be bad but you might not always get that hundred out of a hundred review that you're looking for just because human beings are different we all want different things so you know what and your standards might be different from my standards mm-hmm. so if you go somewhere and you think that that place is great i might go there and actually not think it's that amazing and i guess that's the thing with eating clickers they have a certain standard a certain food critic standard you get what i'm saying yeah. so if it doesn't mean it they bash it they don't care everybody knows that nosa <laughs> that's just who he is, he is like, yeah exactly nosa is a basher generally like nothing is ever good enough yeah. you know so you just as a brand as an establishment a hotel a restaurant you just always have to have it at the back of your mind that okay i'm inviting this blogger i hope that he or she gives me like a very good review but at the end of the day you know you also have to be prepared for absolutely absolutely. that's that's why i think so i feel like if every brand remembers that they won't always get upset 
when they don't get the kind of reviews that they want. Yeah. Now, if it has to do with like a cultural thing, because obviously there are cultural differences. So let's say it's a cultural thing and it might be something that I don't really enjoy. Oh, yes. Now yes. that's where like an issue might come up because mm. it might seem like you're bashing something, but it might just be because you don't understand it or because your way of living or your way of thinking is just very different or, you know, you like your food a certain way and, you know, in this side of town or in that country they don't cook their food that way do you get what i'm saying yeah like for instance we went to Ekiti. in Ekiti, you know they serve the pan jam in leaves mm. so now if you're not very open to things like that you might be like i got food you leaves <laughs> do you get yeah. what i'm saying so the only issue is when it now becomes a cultural situation now that might be that's a bit trickier to handle is what i think yeah so maggie like i know you're your trips are not just, you know, localized. Like, you know, Lala is local champion. Just excuse <laughs> you, hi guys. I have, I have people. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Can I just say something? That like, I have visas to other countries in the abroad. I don't know why. So she's trying to shame me. I have visa. I used to travel to the abroad. Your tagline is all traveling Nigeria. Yes. So that's your niche. Yes, exactly. But Maggie is more of a world traveler. I don't know what this is. Because I was, I have been to the abroad. I was watching your Insta story and you were at some wonderful place i had to ask them like where are you you were like you were in um Johannesburg, right south africa so me that i've not been to that kind of place so i was like uh, like and you were really like really effusive with your praise about south africa so i'm like what well, so what what's your own differences have you seen between like at least customer service and like in hotels um south africa versus um lagos Guys, I've also, I've also stayed at hotels in the abroad, but <laughs> Maggie, let's, 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 we're talking come. about Josie. Josie, hello, so what, SA. What's I, that experience like? Yeah, you know, uh, first and foremost, I actually personally think SA should not be classified as part of Africa. You know, when you when you visited SA, you feel me, it should actually be Europe. Anyway, it's back to the question. <laughs> Well, the they are way developed. No, <laughs> those guys are not part of Africa. Okay, I love SA. Like I'm always excited to go to SA. I don't mind going to SA like every other week. Um, like I said, it's it's very developed infrastructure wise, um, and obviously because of you know. The nature of SA, a lot of foreigners find it more convenient, comfortable, or more. I don't but know. But you experience like at least when I read the papers here, yeah, there's so much xenophobia, hate of Nigerians, and all that stuff. Come that, on. that was your experience. Come on, no country is safe. Even in America, there are issues. But that's yeah, <laughs> your question. Yeah, being safe and <laughs> being um, um, it's not uh, everywhere. Being afraid or not afraid, being bad. Um, how do you say it? towards strangers no no it's not everywhere it's probably in the rural I, well i i, I never experienced yeah, it in, in so job but no was, everybody was pleasant correct spot on. i actually i actually because there are people who keep going to south africa and yep. they're like i didn't experience it so it makes you wonder where exactly these things are coming probably from because even my col- some of my colleagues are going to south africa for a conference mm-hmm. and you know obviously for them to have chosen i, I just hope that they get to shower shower anyway but yeah people always seem to say that oh i didn't experience it the one thing that i know that people seem to experience though is the theft because even my oh, boss yes, she yes, mentioned yes. that yeah. she was robbed in south yeah, africa yeah. so people seem yeah. to experience that more than the experience is xenophobia yeah. so it's kind of weird because xenophobia. xenophobia 
in the newspapers every single time. It makes it seem like it's everywhere in South Africa. But I suppose it's kind of like how in Nigeria too, you know, you hear all the bad stuff. So yeah. it's not how it is. Yeah, but what was what was your what was the perception of Nigerians when you were interacting with South Africans? <laughs> Nigerians, oh my God, we know us. Why do we need to talk? We don't need to flog this dead horse. We know us already. Nigerians are very assertive, very confident. Well, it comes, thing, right? yeah, supposed to be, but that's it comes across as as too strong for them. Um, and you know, we know how to spend, huh? so they feel. So we're flexing on them. <laughs> so the general perception is like you come to our country, you take our money, you take our girls. You take I say it's always about women. It's not just S and wealth. When you boil everything down, it comes to, it always comes to money and women. And women. Yeah. Nigerians are very dominating, very dominating, and other African countries are chilled, kind of. You know, when you even go to Ghana, you see our body, our body is always hot. Our body is always hot. But um, yeah. Guys, uh, oh yeah. <sighs> what is Lola all about? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> We're talking about Nigerians being assertive. She and mentioned dominating Ghana, and I just said they are some fine Ghana guys. I got to 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 I got you're selling everything. You buy the best of the houses. You stay in the most. You drive the most fanciest of cars. So they'll beef you. It's normal. Yeah. Anyway, on, on for a nine to five, uh, Maggie does financial work. We we'll put it like that. So she's a big hey. shot in the financial world, hey. the investment and everything. So don't worry. I'm gonna try to get a few tips hey. on how to be successful <laughs> from us. But I've always wondered. Like I've been reading about the Chinese and you know how they are taking over. Um, Africa and how um, this is the new colonialism. So is it China playing the same old tricks that the Europeans did? I remember remembers that um, summit was in 1884 where the Europeans sat down and they were dividing the the country, continent of Africa, right? While the the French took apart, you know, and that's part of the reasons anyway. Like the whole Rwandan um, saga started from all those. Um, divisions that they were doing trying to map out africa and exploit us for all the raw materials so at least from what i understand to me it looks like the chinese are giving us all this money for infrastructure and for other reasons they still get the chinese people to do the work so the africans are really not and nigerians in particular are really not getting that um, cash in their pockets and a lot of times if you look at the projects that they are doing, we really have no way of paying them back. So we're going to be indebted to them. So they might not necessarily get this cash from us, but they're going to have this political, economic sway where they can say, okay, you can't pay us back, but we want you guys to do this, this, and that. So don't you see it like in 10, 15, 20 years, you know, Africa and Nigeria will just be controlled by the Chinese. So in your financial world, how, how do you see that picture developing? Uh, first, I would say it's a very welcomed um, idea or initiative that most of the governments of Africa or the governments of um, each of these countries have um, entered some form of bilateral um, agreements 
or relationship with the Chinese. It's quite beneficial for our economy. Hey, these guys, you know, provide impulse to your project at the least cost ever that you find it in the world. So where else would you go? And we all know um, um, one of the critical factors that stalls investment or projects in Africa, most specifically Nigeria, is lack of funds. So when you can get some sort of cheaper funds, or you know, it's welcomed. And those those kinds of um, assistance to projects actually help reduce the cost of projects. But with Chinese dominate, um, you know, or end up owning a country on Africa to ransom. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think, I don't see that happening, and I'll tell you just why. Okay. Africans have become way smarter, uh, not in a negative light. Let me say, I'll, I'll say more enlightened or aware. So for, like I'm aware, for all infrastructure projects, every single agreement is governed by, or ev every single relationship is governed by an agreement or contract. So you have your EPC contracts, you have your O&M contracts, you have your off the Every is locked down by contracts, and if the project is not um, viable or is not commercially um, viable, then you wouldn't even go into the project in the first place. So what these Chinese do is that if you go to them, they, prov they probably tell you, um, we'll invest in your project, right? So it's um, maybe non-financial direct investment, they'll invest in your project. Um, will be the EPC contractor of the project. However, you can also tell them. Sorry, what's EPC? Engineering procurement and um, construction. All right, because some of our good bank members are used to Jero stuff saying that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to educate oh. you guys today, give us oh. knowledge. <laughs> so, um, pretty much that is it. And um, good thing the local content is now in place. So, what happens is that. You get them to transfer their technical skills or knowledge to the locals who will eventually run these things. So they don't end up becoming the O&M operators, which is um, operation and maintenance phase. So there are three, pretty much three parts to an infrastructure development project or, you know, a project. You have your pre-development, you have a pre-construction you have your construction phase and then you have your operation phase. So the Chinese will always or typically come in at the construction phase. At the O&M phase, you will have, you know, um, another operator who will hire lots of Nigerians or locals. So in that way, the local content kicks in. So they actually, the locals or citizens get, um, very much involved in projects and um there's employment eventually in fact that's even but, one of the critical factors but with nigeria for us. Uh, with our poor maintenance culture right and at least from what i'm understanding usually you say the chinese take care of the beginning the procurement the you know construction then when it comes to manage so for a roof for example they build the roads then we're in charge of maintaining the roads mm -hmm. right but we already know in Nigeria, we have a poor maintenance culture. So if I think of it about, like, let me use the refineries. They come and they build refineries for us. Mm -hmm. And they leave it to us to manage. We have three refineries right now that don't work. So are we not going to be in the same place? So how is this deal working for us? And now, we're still in this stage of, at least from what I understand, we're still in the stage of where we're exporting raw materials. We're still not 
in a manufacturing stage, right? Mm -hmm. So, and obviously Chinese don't want that to change, right? Because they're still taking our raw materials, making whatever they're making, right? And importing them, exporting them to us to consume, right? So they want to keep that status quo. So for them, and obviously if we're owing them money and stuff, they can detect those terms and say, you know what, you know, we need more of your raw materials. You guys don't need to be in the setting up industries or whatever. We can bring you those products for half the price and everything that way, right? So isn't that the long game that the Chinese are playing with us? In summary, Nigerians should wake up as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's high time we also focus on the manufacturing um, industry. And so we're not dependent on on um, other countries for a lot of our impulse but um yes but that aside i don't think that's a strategy for the chinese yeah, so what is it what, so what is in it for them why are they so um interested in aid for africa and you know i know there's this big um railway stuff that's financing to mm -hmm. connect the whole of mm -hmm. east africa mm -hmm. so what's so what's what are they really doing what are they doing for why do they care if africa is developed if not to just exploit us for all the minerals and resources if you why have are they the, doing this? if you have the competence and you can execute at a way cheaper cost then obviously you'll be motivated to do something, especially when people. and still up your own people. Especially when there's a need, we all know that there's a need in Africa, infrastructure-wise. Let's not even talk about the deficits because we'll all be heartbroken. Are we sure that this China is not overpopulated and are looking for what to, you know move some of their people? Are we sure they're not looking at African landscape and you know, saying, you know what, let's invest in this place? You know, we know China is overpopulated. You know, pollution and everything, and we're going to need some place to move. You know, they're building their first ever military base somewhere mm -hmm. in the. So, are we sure that they're not just positioning themselves to move some of their people out in Africa here? Hands up if this is starting to sound like a conspiracy. <laughs> 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 I'm going, man, people, man, you gotta be woke, man. No doubt, boss. Oh, there are some people that are too woke, they actually need to go to sleep, but. No doubt, but. But it's. Um, it's high time we can't why do we want to live in fear why do we want to live in fear that would actually um hinder the growth of this country personally i think we should do what we should do within the right constitution right frames of as, as long as like i always say is a contractor competent yes let him execute his work pay him stay within the principles or your agreement or your contracts ensure you uphold every agreement you sign up with with you know the counterparts and and that's it and let them deliver it's high time you know nigeria moves from this from our conspiracy theory of mm -hmm. how how the chinese want to take over and maybe buy us it's high time we need roads okay, we need power okay let's, okay, let's, okay let's leave the chinese out of it okay. what do you think of dangote like personally, now that's the real person that is trying to take over the country. No, no, so oh, guys, so, so, so personally, <laughs> right? I'm, 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 a lot of people seem to be not be aware of this, but I'm, I'm watching because very soon we're going to have a monopoly by one man, where one man is going to control this whole economy, <laughs> right? He already controls the price of spent. He has killed all the competition there. Very soon, if he gets the refinery running, mm -hmm. and that's power, right? And he's going to control power. So he's going to be able to control pump prices. What does pump prices do? That controls food because that's transportation. So very soon, one man is going to control this whole power, um, this whole country, and no one man should have that much power. But now everybody's saying, "Let him do it! Let him do it! Let him! Let him do it!" 
But in other countries, you know, they have monopoly laws, what they call them, antitrust laws, right? That's antitrust laws, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you as being a financial person, I know part of your job is to, like, you know, forecast and kind of see what's happening next. Mm-hmm. Don't you think this Dangote thing, the long game might be a real problem? And all of a sudden, it's getting five-year tax break because it's building a road and all sorts of funny things. Don't you think it's a problem here? Shouldn't some, you know, financial people and government people, regulatory people, be you know, raising, <laughs> their, raising up their hands and saying, you know, you know, red card here, you know, one man shouldn't have all this power? Well, what do you, what do you think? I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I hear well, you very well. But okay. if Nigerians are so angry with a man who have chosen to spend his entire life developing Africa. I think everyone should get their butts out on the road Talent and compete with him. It's only competition that will reduce the strength or the impact of his, in quote, monopoly. He might not be intentionally looking for monopoly. We all know the benefits of monopoly, no doubt. But he might, not, he might actually not be intentional. Um, sure. Yeah, about being a monopolist. He like, will not. They've already accused me of being conspiracy, so I don't want to start talking. <laughs> no, it's situational. Who is they? How many of us are here? Who is they? We all know the history of Dangote and how he's been able to walk the corridors of power. Exactly. Where are other Nigerians? Is it his fault that he's smart and he knows how to play the game? Please. You sat down there and you are criticizing somebody playing the game where. Continue sitting down there. You, you just see your mates. Let's <laughs> you tell me father. Look at your mates. He is doing this and that. Are Seriously, Nigerians are mentioning about how Nigeria is bad. bad. Don't get up and go and see how you enter the. You understand? This is this is someone that's putting his time, exactly. his energy, his when finance, his contacts, everything. I mean, like let's to building. I do not know what Dangote might have had to do to be able to, you know, walk those corridors. Him. See, people just don't. I think that one thing people need to realize in life is people just don't spring out of nowhere. Yeah, there have been a lot of background stuff. Who is finally famous yeah. or whatever? Yeah, They're behind clothes. They've yeah, been doing um, this. Doing. So that what, what is the name of that woman that is a, the richest African woman that has. Fulan Shalaki Jan. Yeah, well, when you ask her. Um, that one, she's different. She always tells us how she has her husband. I don't know why she's always. She always tells us how you made it. You tell us, I still cook for my husband. I still wash clothes. What is, I don't know who cares about all that. I'm trying to problem with that. Wait, wait, wait. Problem with Nigerians, you ask somebody, you know, like you ask somebody, like, like I was talking to someone, right? And you're like, Oh, this person is a caterer, this, this person has made it, and everything. And I said, Wow, he made it from this catering business. The person told me, Ah, they know they tell you the story finished now, <laughs> right? So, even that you cannot still ascertain, or you ask somebody, How did you make it? Say, Now, God, we just thank God. You here's know, the thing. No, so you tell, wait, 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 wait. So, you tell, like, you meet, like, um, um, Bill Gates. And he say, you know, well, how did you make it? He tells you about how he was in his garage on the computer making Microsoft. He talked to him, Zach, what's his name? You know, he tells you Facebook, whatever. At least, not if they're telling you the nitty gritty, all the secrets or whatever, but at least they give you, not that, oh, now go, you just thank God. See, you know I, I feel like you don't need to be a genius to understand how Dangote... No, you don't need to. Dangote's uncle was Dan Tata, Abi. Mm-hmm. Dangote has told us that he collected a loan from Dan Tata. We all know in this country who Dan Tata is and his political influence. Now, if I was a smart person like Dangote, and I believe Dangote is smart, Dangote probably used to follow his uncle everywhere. You know, all these politicians, they just don't appear from nowhere. Absolutely. Fashola, did not, Fashola was a boy boy. Absolutely. 
he walked his way from being a boy boy to becoming chief of staff for Tinubu. And during that chief of staff thing, it was probably running up and down. Oga, how can I help you? Oga, how can I help you? See, his face was all over Tinubu's face. I'm loyal to your government. Uh, exactly. Oga, what do you want? Oga, you think that when people are doing, Oga, let me carry your bag. Oga, let me do this. You think they are doing this because they want to be carrying bag? No, they know what they want in the future. Absolutely. And that's just this. It's unfortunate that in Nigeria, you have to grow your no way through. Yeah. And like, let me give you an example. I went for this Nigerian Travel Awards thing the other day. There's this one guy that I always see with this DG of NTDC. <laughs> be carrying his bag. Be carrying his everything. Every time I see the DG of NTDC, this boy is there carrying bag. Oga stands up. Him to stands up. Oga sits down. Him to sit down. Hey, Kaya, they come here. We, Oga needs something. He's not doing that boy-boy work because he wants to be doing that. In three years time, four years time now, you hear that this boy, he has one uh, office. Everybody is like, ah, how did he get it? <laughs> this, this, this. He has a monopoly. When he was doing, yeah, boy, 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 boy. Yeah, absolutely. People were laughing at him. You were looking. So, so I'm sure that that. No, there's something my mom always says. She says, you know, we always say, oh, give the dog the bone. No, my mom said the hungry one we eat the flesh, and the the very hungry one we eat the flesh, yes. and the others we eat the bone. So the truth about it that is, in Nigeria, you need to be visible. Mm-hmm. You know, his uncle goes to go and visit this president. The, the uncle, I know how Nigerian uncles are now. But, ah, this is my... He, he probably helped someone but, in but, power. But you see, that, see, this is the mentality, right? So we're talking about the individual who is who's looking out for the people. When I'm talking about the monopoly, I'm thinking about the little man. Like I'm, not, I'm not talking about the like, people. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking about people in government. I'm talking about the little man, the common man. Our children's children's children. Wait, are going wait, to Nigeria that the Nigeria they're going to meet when one man is going to control the whole economy, when food prices are going to record and people cannot eat. Where are others? Okay, 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 okay. Where are others? Where are others? Where is just wait, I mean, where, where is wait, the money of the economy? Wait, wait. I want to say something. So he's talking about the who is looking out for the little man. Okay, let's go. Jonathan was a little man. He has told us to about how he used to work with benefits. He has told us Jonathan, how did he get to be president? How did he see eh, Jonathan's story? Oh, I, 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 Jonathan's story is just a dodgy. Jonathan's story looks like that kind of story where they put his bash somewhere. Ajala, have you heard of the Rockefeller story? Yes. You know Standard Oil? Yes. If the Americans led, oh, where's everybody else? Let's leave Rockefeller alone. Let Standard Oil have the money. We'll be here today. They had to break Standard Oil up. That's how you got the Chevrons, the Mobile. They had to break it up. Now the only way they could, I'll tell you, the only the only way they could break it up. The only way they could break it was because there were others, and there were others ready to play in that field. So they didn't want to give it. They weren't letting them. So. And that's only way. where are other. I'm back to that same question. Where are other Nigerians? How many people did Dango take chase out from the cement business? Why did they leave? Because they were ready to fight. No, because he had the monopoly. He could, he could run. He so the point he goes is, into the market. He slashes the prices. It's unfair. He, could, he can take the loss. We know another person trying to come up. His business is gone. The cement is gone. But the government, the government to protect them from that, so there's competition, so that not that one day he 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 he's making ungodly margins, and uh, the government say please reduce price of uh, of cement so people can. So the government, shops. to the to to the best of my knowledge and experience so far, I think the government of Nigeria is very reasonable to an extent. Let's untable the matter to them. If he, no no, if he has um, a pawner status, right? Maybe that would work for him. I ask a, a tax holiday, whatever it is. Get smart people to st- understudy him to find out what he has negotiated with the government. You too, go and negotiate with them. Is it a problem? As I was to say, here's what I think. Dangote has definitely chased people out of the market. But I feel like, for one reason or the other, 
these people are not ready to go toe to toe with him. Simple. Now it might be because they're scared. It might be because when, they when, feel like there's when, something. When, that when he has an AK-47 and no, you have, no. have a knife, no, that's on the fair fight. fight. Please, no, no, no. Please, yo. There's the story of David and Goliath. Goliath was good. Absolutely. Let's not bring. That's a problem. I'm not what trying to be know. practical and all this stuff. I'm not trying to know. I'm not being emotional. I'm not trying to be emotional. Some people start looking for their helpers and destiny makers. No, anyway, you guys, I'm glad Sosa said it because I consider it to be a on this episode, so says, look for a destiny helper. And uh, next episode, so Sudan say, Tango they look for his destiny helper. Let's not get it twisted. Anyway, that. but as I was saying, my point is when I said David and Goliath, I'm not telling us to now go and be praying to God. And I'm just telling you that there's a reason why people cheer for the underdog. There's a reason why there's a story about the underdog. So if you're ready to actually fight for See, yeah, it might be difficult. Um, it might. That's why some stories are always so I mean, emotional. I can ask a question Please in go. the finance world and yes. everything. What is the ease of business in Nigeria <laughs> relative to the rest of Africa and the world? Very tough. Okay. Very tough, no doubt. Um. What is What is the success rate for a typical startup in Nigeria? If you, if you can what's survive, your, what's, your, what's your guess? If you can survive your first three years, start up. If you can survive your first three years in business, you're fine. I want to ask a question. Was there a cement company before Dangote? Oh yes, why not? Was the cement company doing good or bad? Doing just f- well enough, yeah. Dangote, so Dangote was probably considered a little company when that company was doing well, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow Dangote managed to edge that company mm-hmm. out. How? But yeah, but was once a little person. you know the story of um of advertisement? Do you know the story? Do you know the story of Dangote's man? No, it started somewhere. Thank you, Shana. It started somewhere. No, so before he entered the market, there were others. Yes or no? Yeah, before he entered, the right. Other, right? So he entered. He looked for the loopholes in government. He, he negotiated. He used his uncle or he used. His yeah. Ready to go. And he was smart. And I tell me that that person who was in the market before him, whatever company, that person was making money. That person maybe had a monopoly. He was very yeah. smart. So are you telling me that Dangote came out and he already had all this cemetery? Everyone Nigerians fought Dangote, but has he done more good than harm? If you ask me, maybe. So yes. did Dangote start from somewhere or not? いや、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だから、だ
so difficult. And when I mean cost, I mean financial cost and non-financial cost. Having your handyman come and even sort out your socket and the guy doesn't show for two weeks is a problem in itself. So I'm talking holistic, in, you know, in a more holistic view. It's okay. challenging doing a business here. You wake up today, the tax rate is 30%, tomorrow it's 32%. The economics of your business is already almost screwed. Then you have issues of, um, like I said, diesel cost. Running your generator is a problem. Um, you know, just everything and having to put in in fact nigeria is a diy do-it-yourself economy you just have to know how to do it yourself you run your own water you you sort out your own roads if if it's you know damaged you probably have to patch it with something you know and they still charge you you get your own electricity you need to get your gen in um if you're running a let me say salon i'm going to talk of big businesses now because the informal sector seems to even be way larger than the formal so and i'm going to talk about all of them money. absolutely so what do you mean by formal and informal sorry just uh, so formal <laughs> being what we know the well-established companies whatever, yeah like the, trade the trade type the your nanny to, your nanny the your mechanic <laughs> Why is Efosa so cheeky today? <laughs> and yeah. Uh, at least it goes with his Instagram handle. <laughs> so yes, um, doing business in Nigeria is tough. I think um, if I remember, was it World Bank Index or one of them said um, Nigeria was one. I think f amongst the first three toughest countries. I don't know if that has changed now. I don't know if that has changed, but yeah, doing business in Nigeria is very tough. So, in your experience, I'm sure you've, you know, you've you've invested in good stuff, invested in bad stuff, and you um, you hear this a lot, a lot of times. Investment companies just don't invest in the idea; they invest in the person, right? Yeah. So, what are the attributes you've seen for businesses that are successful in Nigeria? If it's one or two, three things, businesses that have been able to overcome the odds. What were some common threads among all the projects or whatever you worked into that succeeded? What were things that I said, okay? This seems to happen, or these people seem to have all the same kind of qualities. Do we have to need to have a godfather, or, you know? Without even thinking, yeah. first point: the team. The team. The team. How experienced, how competent are they? Um, are they? Is it a team that can deliver? First, because really, is it the brand that delivers projects? No, it's the people. You know, this one we always shout about brand, brand, brand. Yeah, that's what another they do. But it's the people. Do you have someone that can pick a vision, run with it, and deliver? If you do, then you're almost 20% up your ladder. Then you need to have um, someone that is... Okay, so so you have a team of people, but everyone needs to be fairly specialized. So I know I'm in infrastructure, so I'm not using... I'm not talking generalistic. So you have um, your lawyer specialized so you can handle anything communication investor relation compliance issues contracts agreements and stuff and then you have the business person who does business origination um you know and the likes and then you also have someone that is accused but together you all work towards a said vision i, I can't over emphasize um the team i think if there's any other thing you would say, it's going to be around the team um, of people. So, okay. Um, since I have you here, I'm remiss not to ask this question because I know my brother will like, why don't you ask her that? So, he's trying to set up like um, 
potato chip business, mm-hmm. right? Making chips, you know, um, like Lay's and something, right? So what is the viability of that, in, of that kind of project in Nigeria? What do you think it needs to make it successful? It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. What does that mean? It's a trap. Okay, so first, do you have a business plan? You can't just run into market without a plan. Okay. That's like shooting yourself in the leg. So when I say business plan, business plan encompassing um, who is in the market. You need to know your competitors. What's the value chain? You need to get your supply chain right as well. Why? What's your product to market strategy? Um... And obviously, the numbers just need to work before you go to market. There's no assumption about this. If you can get cheap funds, if, if you're struggling with funds, if you can get um, a loan at little or no rate, I hear a lot about data because yeah, you're saying you know you have to get you know all this data, mm-hmm. and I always hear data is hard to get in Nigeria. That numbers, you know, statistics. So how so how do you how do you navigate that? Yeah, in an established industry, getting data will not be a problem. Right. When I mean established, like the FMCG, sorry, FMCG meaning fast moving consumer goods, okay. where chips will probably fall okay. under, I think. <laughs> I think so, consumer markets. Yes. There will be data for it, for, for that industry. Um, people producing alcoholic drinks, non alcoholic drinks. There's a um, research platform they call BMI. If you're lucky to get that, I'm sure there are others as well where you can get data. Data will not be a problem. You can even do primary research where you go to the market yourself, right. straight up. Like, you don't even want to. So you can get the more formal research um, report, but you can also do a because that will be secondary. Then yeah. you can do market, market scanning yourself where you go to the market, check prices, check products, and all of that to get a more informed view mm. as to what is in the market, what's available, and what you can offer. Okay, so, no, so I don't say I never did anything for you. Hmm? No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm talking to my brother. So you don't say I never did anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that covers it. Yes, so it's just for him to ensure he has his plan. Okay, so top five investments in Nigeria. In terms of? In terms of, okay, let's, let's, let me put it this way. I have 10 million Naira. Yeah. I say, um, Maggie, what do I do? I want to invest this. What would you recommend? Obviously, you know I'm an infrastructure investment professional so i'll tell you to go do solar yeah to start with (laughs) i have to start from home i can't just tell you to go and start produce to go into agriculture but yeah yeah, yeah. agriculture next so if if your funds are sufficient to go into infrastructure development by all means do our children will bless us for it this is the time so what is no other time so what's the minimum fund you think you need to enter that space this, let's say this, yes, there's a minimum fund, but mm, how much solar 50. off grid solar uh, might not be up to 50, but yeah, the, the higher the amount, the better, obviously. Yeah, okay. so we're not talking roads now okay, because so I'll be running to almost a okay. billion dollars. So, number one, but, solar, yes, for me, okay. So, number two, if you don't have a lot, so obviously, um, obviously, uh, no, no, first, number yeah. one, if yeah. you have sufficient funds, yeah. please, infrastructure development, I mean, transport power electricity and utility water we need it we need it um and water management and sewage and all of that we do need it now if you are medium to low um, entrepreneur investor then please solar solar power we do 
into the rural areas, even the urban areas. A lot of people now have solar panels on their houses, you know. And this is thriving. This is, you can make good profit there. The margins, oh, yes. margins will be good. Because the demand is there. Okay. Because the demand is there, so the margins will be good. No doubt. Okay. No doubt. So three? Um, agriculture. You know, I just have a flair for that sector. Really? I keep on hearing agriculture, agriculture, but that's why I know into it. They tell me the margins are very skinny. No doubt. So you have to scale up. So at the initial stage, the margins are actually very low, or like you said, very skinny, or skeletal. <laughs> they are actually very low. But you need that's a sector where scaling up is easy, right? So you just need to scale up, and it's not a short-term investment. Please, people get you wrong all the time. And for agric agricultural I sector, I don't sow a reap. No, but you give it time. All right. You give it time. So it's a long-term play um, when you need to be there. Shout out to Rotimi Williams. I follow you. I love what you're doing. God bless you. Really good. Um, so he... Isn't that the rice guy? Rice, correct. Yes, spot on. So, but this rice guy, isn't that just that he's a fraudulent rice guy? Uh, he's not the one. Yeah, but. We don't use the podcast to be spoiling somebody's business. <laughs> okay, let's... <laughs> Moving so, on, yeah. <laughs> so, so number one, <laughs> he's the right, he's yeah, the right yeah, guy. Nigeria. Yeah, correct. And that's one of the largest that's, farms yeah, the, in Africa. I remember he was my hero when I saw that. But let's move on. This is a topic for another day. Carry on. So, so number four. You uh, know, always just stick to infrastructure and agriculture. Now, you know, when I spoke of infrastructure, I yes. thought of, I focused more on economic infrastructure, what I'll call hard infrastructure, you know. So, your roads, your typical roads, your transport, your power, the utilities. But, there's a social infrastructure part. Okay. Now, social infrastructure is like... Is there money for me? I just don't want to be the money. Yeah, schools. It's too good to be... Uh, yeah. There's money in there, schools. Schools, okay. Yeah. You ask the professional. Okay. She's telling you what, and you ask I'm just asking, I'm just asking. That. Yeah, there'll be money for you. You can go into healthcare diagnostics. Something like what pathway does, and there are others. Okay. So, all they do, they don't treat you. Would that help me buy a Range Rover? Huh. You, you see the problem I'm, of Nigeria? I'm asking what, I'm asking what people want to know now. Okay, <laughs> I just, okay, I can buy a Camry. What I'm talking about a long-term play. Okay. You will eventually okay. be able to buy that dream yeah. if if that's okay. the priority. So, people like so want to buy Range Rover within two months. No, you can't get that from infrastructure. You can't get that from a Greek. Where can he get that? <laughs> 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 But building, we need to build to more. For, if you're trying to get rich, remember we did it, but just go and steal, do for one night, scam people, fraud. Okay. Let's, let's not do that. Okay. I'm sorry, so what's number five? Five. Okay, so we talked about economic infrastructure, agric, so social five. infrastructure. So we were actually in four. No, you oh, said. What about travel now? I want bloggers. You know, no, there's no money here. I want bloggers. That's not an investment. <laughs> investment now. So if I want to invest in the in the blog, isn't it? Don't you let that kid you have the house in Banana Island? Abby. Okay. Nobody I agree. <laughs> See, I started from long term place, yeah. so I'm coming down. Okay. Right. All right. So we all know there are a lot of sectors. Right. Long term place, add economic infrastructure. Uh -huh agriculture our kids and our children need to eat we need to be self-sufficient mm -hmm. in this country mm -hmm. you know um shout out to all the farmers newly jews shout out people that have been able to convert um 
you know raw materials into or, or inputs like that green. into yes yeah, simply green shout out to you guys well done um that's agriculture then social infrastructure talked about education healthcare prisons prisons <laughs> yes yeah, so you make money from prisons yes yeah, so serious money in fact that's why sometimes ah. look there, there's even in nigeria that's, that's so I, I did privately own prisons in nigeria and not to not to the best of me no but in other countries i know that they make money you from can, prisons up to a, yeah. a, a way that they even for lack of a better word scam the system, system. so, so you can, can do a build money. own and transfer so what okay. what the private sector can do is come in yeah. since we're tired of seeing people treat treated um i don't know shabbishly you know yeah, the curriculum and, and management company to manage the prisons and yeah but, but it's just going to need you interfacing with government oh yeah. yes absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah eventually yeah. transfer it you do it like the lcc road you build it mm-hmm. you operate it and then you I transfer you transfer big ups to putting more nigerians in jail it's yeah a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a business and then um i love to say travel travel yes i would love to say travel okay so what's the appreh- apprehension there i would love to say travel how do, how do we turn this into how do we turn a raven nigeria how do we turn them um, ajala bug how do we turn this into multi-million brands how do what, what how do we get there let's not give away too much of the secrets because i know some other bloggers are listening but how do you know how do we get there hi blogger friend i love you the one that is listening sure. <laughs> so lola please take a go at it See, travel cannot get better if there's. <laughs> Why are you laughing? They, they actually have to invest in the industry. So, like, I went for this travel awards thing, and the guy was just talking, he's talking, he's talking, he's talking. And the rest of us beside were like, but the thing is, for these things to. Okay, so let me give an example. I organized tours, and my tours tend to be very expensive because the logis- it's a logistics nightmare. Yeah. So the logistics take a lot of the money. So I would say that to invest in travel, you have to invest in like transport options, accommodation options, things like that. Because if those things are sorted out, then everything else is fine. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, spot on. Like, that is just it. I don't need to be a professional or work but, for area. Lola is spot on. But, but, actually, but, and which leads back to social infrastructure. But, but, absolutely, yeah. But, like but part of the argument we're having was not sitting on your backside waiting for things to happen. So we know what the infrastructure is. We know what it is. So how do and you talked about everything. I didn't, every, I didn't every say other, government needs to every, do it. Every, other, every other entrepreneur deals with, with the, you know, um, talk about um, power, you know mm-hmm. water all that stuff so how do we succeed in this economy as a travel blogger you know, okay tours and all this stuff okay how do we, how do we make it first everyone needs to you know all hands need to be on deck on like deck. everyone needs to work together the ministry of tourism or whatever and arts cannot work in isolation from the ministry of transport and ministry of power everything has to come together in an holistic um um, view or vision and i'll tell you just why imagine going to area jesha which is one of our most iconic eh, or we call it special or i don't know um destination tourist location nigeria and then there are no street lights right that's already infrastructure it's a big problem or the roads are not good how do you want to encourage people even before all of this to start with where's country branding what is nigeria known for kenya kenya is known for something right safaris everyone is going to kenya tell me rwanda is known for what 
a lot. The cleaners, the heels, the coffee, something. Tell me, essay everywhere, Cape Town. Everyone's talking about the 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 finance. You know, city in the whole of Africa. All these countries are branded, and it's called country branding. We need to get that right first. What are we known for? You go to Paris for what? It's a city of love. Mm-hmm. So why would people? How do you want to attract people I, I, to Nigeria? That's like, one. I'm going somewhere. That's one. Don't worry, he's Mr. AKA. Two. I want to see. Two. How do now? That, that was even to encourage foreigners into Nigeria. I'm not going to look at short term. This is a long term play. We all travel out of this country. So how do we intend to attract others into Nigeria? And then now for us the locals, what we encourage people to explore Nigeria is only when there's a sense of safety. You need to build that confidence back. You need the road to be good. They need to be alternatives. Where are the rail systems? See, sit back to this infrastructure. If we don't get that right, nothing else moves. Every single industry is dependent on infrastructure. And that's why I'm very passionate about infrastructure development. We will not succeed. I repeat, till we get the infrastructure development right, nothing, absolutely nothing, moves in this country healthcare education technology nothing you need to get your electricity right you need to have good roads you need options i want lola to buy um range rover before too long but i don't uh, know which day, i don't know which day government is going to fix the road so this around nigeria might become a long thing now Have you <laughs> no 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 not at all <laughs> but here's 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 something and even though it sounds crazy and it sounds far-fetched but i feel like the thing is all travel stakeholders need to sit down together um i whether private whether government whether whatever yeah. see i wish i was otedola with the money <laughs> <laughs> Or the 30 billion for the account. Or 30 billion gang. Because here's kind of thing. This, this, this is, I wish it's exactly why it looks like Dangote is monopolizing everyone. But this guy literally sits down and says, I will do this for you. If you do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. He literally cuts it do. So I was like, I'm not a lot chat now. I had all this money in my pocket. I will sit down with the government. I'll be like, Hi, how you doing? This is the Waterfalls. Let me do this for you. And in return, you do this for me. Unfortunately, so all of us in this travel blogging community, we're not having until the last, you know, money. Yeah. So we cannot sit down and like work this kind of contracts out because I feel like that's the only way. Because if we're gonna sit down and wait for the government to do this, provide this, provide that, you, you know, like there literally has to be somebody with deep pockets who says, yeah. "Excuse me, I want me, to sponsor this I industry. Want to do this, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That is where that investment yeah. comes yeah. in, and then the government gives them whatever it is they usually give them back. I understand the infrastructure is long term, but let's talk short term to medium okay. term. Good. What can we do? Yes, we can talk about places. We can collaborate rather than compete and draw down and tear down. Mm. You need to know where you're playing in this value chain. Mm. Are you a tra- are you a tour operator? Are you a travel blogger? Mm. Uh, you know, are you a are jack you an of all the trades? Ja- exactly, there are people that cut across. Are you a jack of all the trades? We have people in the forefront who are our leaders. Like Lola rightly said, everyone needs to sit down and share the same vision. We can talk about Nigeria in good light, you know, we can, in fact, quick fix, signboards, signboards, proper signboards, not dirty, or obvious, clear. Another quick fix would be having a tourism board, like the SA Tourism Board, and yeah. just bring a bunch of people, yeah. put them for it. Again, yeah, yeah, I agree. So I was very upset. That is smart, I agree. Lee, I know, I, 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 like, I have a brief, uh, but you know. Like the Bob State team, yeah, the Nigerian Bob State team, they they were in Lagos for um, 
a few days, mm-hmm. I think. And not once did anybody think, let's give them a tour of Lagos. The problem is Nigeria itself, they don't even, tourism is not the first thing that comes to their head. You know, when people come in from outside the country, it's press release, press release, let's do this, let's do that, let's do this. All these other tourism boards, they have, in other countries, they have people who come into their countries and tourism is usually something that, you know, they do, even if it's just a day. Yeah. They do it for a day, like this ambassador comes, blah, blah, blah. Well, they might not actively promote it, then it's embedded in their brain. Oh, when I went to this place, I actually went here. You know how, like, you're telling stories, oh, I went to South Africa and then I did this... Usually these things are just a word of mouth type of situation. Yeah. But Nigeria itself, they don't most of the people high up they don't even take it that seriously to begin with. Absolutely. We can call it um a waterfall zone, whatever I want to call it. We'll have over twenty waterfalls. Yeah, we'll have over twenty. We can just call it, you know, just rebrand. Let the country be known for something. Core bloggers, I mean travel original. No. Travel I bloggers. And uh, yeah, and I, can, I like what some of you bloggers do. And like, bring them together. I, I can see you guys actually come together. Like Adrala Bug is working with Unraveling. We have Nomad, and you know sometimes you know travel to Penn, Yeah, so everybody in the little niche. Sometimes it's good to guys come together, form you know becomes a you guys can form a critical mass. Yeah, right. Everybody's doing his own little thing, but you guys come together, form a critical mass, and can actually um, you know push things forward. But one of the, you guys are talking about positioning and you know branding and you know so one of our finest exports um that we've sent to the world is juro so juro is our <laughs> nigerian uh, psychologist psychiatrist you know love doctor you know which you know which can export to the rest of africa you know and help them with their issues maggie had a few words about juro so the juro for the week goes i'm a good husband god knows <laughs> Jero, my bro, I'm a great fan of yours. Please keep me anonymous. I trust you will. Please, I am wrong here. I'm confused because I have never had a side chick in eight years of my marriage. Wow. And I don't plan to, but now I'm seriously considering it. I visited, mm. a, I visited a strip club in Ikeja with my friends, and I see how the girls were moving. <laughs> it, was case, it was crazy, bro. I even got erected watching. I spoke to one of my dancers after, one of the dancers after, and asked her if she could tutor my wife on some of her moves to spice up my sex life because I'm tired of missionary and doggy. I think my wife needs to learn. She said she would be glad. I took her number and she gave me her rates and all. Very, very affordable. Drew, she is gifted. I came to my wife with this proposal. She started insulting me, threatening to call my mother and pastor. I'm confused, bro. <laughs> I'm confused, bro. Why can't I talk to my wife about this? I am tired. My friends are telling me just to date the dancer and leave her and let her be. Am I wrong for su- suggesting this? Help. Maggie, what do you think? Help, her, help, help this brother out. <sighs> okay, first and foremost, my assumption is that this question is real. So, assumption one. Yes. So we now respond to it. The first line reads what? I'm a, I'm a great fan of yours. I'm conf- I've never had a side chick. The first line reads what? I'm a, Joe, good, I'm a good. I'm a, I'm a good man. God, God knows. Who knows? God knows. Bam. If God knows, and your wife doesn't know, 
a problem. When the one that sees you cannot even trust you, what more the one that does not see? Please, please, this man. Fear God. Fear God. Now, okay, if if he had issues with with attraction, I'll call it attraction or sexual attraction with his wife. He should have addressed it directly with her. He should have addressed it directly with her. I'm assuming he's a Christian because I won't even need to, I won't want to dive any further. And since the wife is calling pastor, it's calling <laughs> exactly. So that's assumption too. <laughs> and if he was, he should have sought help the proper way. So because he had the infantry and the audacity, oh, please, I'm not judging. Don't forget. Well, to so have gone to a strip club. Then just maybe he's not as good as he claims. I'm not sure that was where he would have gotten help if he was looking for help. Doesn't he have friends he could speak with? He spoke Couldn't with he? Oh, he spoke with someone. And they said that they should date the girl. Yeah. Hey, so, okay, so he's even in bad company. So, um, let me let you go. Okay, hey y'all. So, that's I feel like guys, actually, couples should be able to talk about like yeah things like this if you're getting attracted to somebody else obviously there's a reason why or if you're like thinking about something anyway whatever mm-hmm. that's the point of your relationship right that you should be as open as possible with each other so what i think is the wife is probably upset that he didn't come and speak to her first but then the question is what i wonder is is it that the guy did not realize how boring their sexual life had become till he went to the strip club like you know how sometimes they say until you've tasted uh, eba, you won't. I, you you get what I'm saying, Shall Maybe you've been by the jam. I'm. This is not me telling someone to go and cheat. By the way, if you try it, that's your business. <laughs> and so it makes me wonder to that. Did he always have like a problem with their sexual life, and he just never said anything? And then when he went to the strip club, he realized hmm, maybe I should employ. Maybe de- degenerate to this point. Exactly. Because to be honest, I can see why she's upset. I would rather we spoke about it, and then maybe we made the decision to hire the stripper to come and teach Jigyo, as opposed to he just went, got the stripper, got her number, employed, then now went to go and. I have a question. It's kind of like medicine after that. I have a question. If your boyfriend sees a dress in a, a nice dress, he thinks he will fit you in a store. Will you come home and discuss that you need the dress or he buys you the dress and says that's a nice They're two different. They are so different. This, this is, is you, comparing, what, what, this is is you comparing apples and oranges. Your They're boyfriend, so different. So, your husband sees that you there's a nice stripper. Because if we're, we're saying we want to compare the dress, so the, your husband goes to the store. Let's call the strip club the store, right? Mm-hmm. And then he sees that there's a nice stripper that will fit his life, right? So he buys that stripper and brings it to the house. That's essentially what you're just comparing buying a dress okay, to. Let, let me break it down because it seems like you guys are missing the guy's point. What am I missing his point? Num- number, number one, I think the guy made a mistake. It's not a strip club. He went to a gentleman's club. <laughs> So, so that's potato, part of the, potato. That, that's part of the problem. Okay, that's part that's of the it. problem. You, you tell your wife, I went to the gentleman's club, and probably he went to go eat. You know, they say food at the gentleman's club is usually better than a regular restaurant. Mm. So he and his boys were out and decided to go eat. Now, in terms of finding that good for eating, he happened to see some girl doing ballet. <laughs> right, that's what they do in the, in the gentleman's club. They're doing ballet, and he said, oh, "Wow." 
I wish my wife could perform ballet like this. Oh, okay. And so he's like, okay, wow. Very considerate guy. I said, young lady, what's your number? I love what you do. I would love my wife to do the same thing as you do. And he said, okay, I won't pay you an appropriate fee. And he goes home and says, honey, there's this beautiful girl that does ballet. And I love you. I want you to do ballet just like her. And she's here willing and able to give you lessons. And this woman bringing her, his mother actually, and pastor you know you know and all what? sorts of I like issues how into this. Actually, like just crazy. I like how Sue's broken down. And you now you now blame the man later when you now go to get the side wait, chick. Wait, I like how Sue's broken <laughs> down. Goodness. The key word here was he went to watch ballet. He liked the ballet and he thought, I like this. I think my wife should do it. Why are you trying? But have you considered that maybe your wife doesn't like ballet? Why are you trying? Uh-uh. So, why are you trying to make her do it? Do, do something, something that she doesn't like. So, you now force your wife to start dancing no, for your pet. You now force your wife to start dancing. I guess on the flip side, we can look at it this way. Since I went to the store, I went to the male strip club, and I saw some guy doing some moves. And I said, hmm, my husband doesn't do things like this. My husband isn't built like this. My husband's butt doesn't look like this. Hello, Mr. Stripper. Can I pay Can you I to please come home and show my husband, husband exactly what to, what to do? do? You know how many women? Bam. You know how many women watch Magic Mike and said, you know, you better go get your Channing Tatum on. I don't see the problem here. Well, do they bring Channing Tatum to the house and pay Channing Tatum to teach their husband how to be a Channing Tatum? Because it's not accessible. This is accessible right there. If okay, it was accessible, it ha- okay, it okay, you know what? So if it was accessible, would I bring it? You know, would, would, would you be fine with me bringing Channing Tatum to the house? You know, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know. This is exactly the case for a side chick. If your wife says she doesn't want to do ballet and say you don't like ballet, and I want ballet. You say you don't want ballet. <laughs> There's a ballet dancer right there. Okay. So, 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 okay, so, 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 okay, so, so if your wife is not willing, so, okay, you know what? I so, actually, so everybody's in agreement. You know what I like? And, and his friends have given him the you know what? issue. You know what? He doesn't want to do ballet. And we clearly, we, get, get the strippers see, and keep on stripping for you. He doesn't see the issue here. You like ballet. Instead of you to go home to your wife and discuss it first with her, you go ahead. We're not talking about clothes here and stuff. But you know what? It's fine. I get it. So if your wife is like, this is exactly so women too. Just because what is good for the goose? is good for the gender so women <laughs> out there you can also get a side man mm-hmm. if your husband to teach him how to move something that you want and you discuss it with him Bam. and he says i'm not interested and he goes and brings your mother and your father then just be like it's cool have a no. side no. Like, oh yeah but that's what we're saying i'm not i'm not in disagreement if in if you're in a marriage and you're not sexually fulfilled and your partner is not willing to do what you know sexually fulfills you then you have to fill in the gap. Here's what I think, and to be honest, I think the guy, which is why I said, is it that he did not realize that his sexual life with his wife was not fulfilling enough to he went to the strip club? Because he I went don't to the gentleman's club. So okay, personally, I recommend, I recommend couples should be open to talk about should, these things. Should like, communicate freely, yeah. but more importantly, in Nigeria, we should build a culture. Couples, please build a culture of having get regular getaways. These kinds of discussions will not pile up, you know, in a man's heart or in some instances in the woman's heart and you talk about it. It's true. I was I was reading a book the other day and the book was talking about how like 
definitely things happen in relationships sometimes mm-hmm. you might see even as a woman you might see a guy that you you're attracted to even though you're in a relationship like you're married mm-hmm. or whatever these things happen but like, the problem comes when you maybe try to discuss these kind of things with your partner mm-hmm. and try to s- figure out why this is happening or why you, why you feel your relationship is boring and then the partner maybe shuts you down but if you've not even tried to bring it up with your partner first and then you take matters into your own hand that is where the problem is and i'm sure that's where this woman's problem but he didn't cheat on her he just said okay i like what this woman does I want to ask a question. You can do it too, and, and there's somebody to even show you how to do okay, it. Okay, no, but I want to ask a question. Would, it, would it have killed him? Okay, no, no, no. Okay, let me ask you a question. Would it have killed him too? He went to the so-called gentleman's mm-hmm. club, saw the girl doing ballet, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Would it have killed him to have waited first before employing this girl's services? Jiget, he has it at the back of his mind. That I thought, wait, wait, wait. He has it at the back of his mind that I want this girl to teach my wife something, right? Yes. But instead of upfront. Pay for okay. herself. Would he have killed him to have gone home? Do you get what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe he should have gone to the strip club with his wife. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Would he have killed him? They went down to call pastor for saying they want to teach me. Come on, teach you guys. That's what we're wondering. I'm not. This man is not clear. This man is not clear. Is this a godly couple? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. This man is not clear. Sometimes, here's the thing. Sometimes women can be very ill. See, I might not necessarily be a woman who tells the pastor everything that is going on in my family mm-hmm. but when my husband decides to do something i don't know i'm not gonna call the pastor <laughs> the junior women can be very funny sometimes i'm very sure that if he had gone for you know she probably feels like she probably felt disrespected that he did this without even telling her do you get what i'm saying or that he didn't even seek her own opinion so like the question is if he had spoken to her about this situation first before even employing she might have been a little bit more receptive do you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. like, she might be like okay so you want me to dance for you where am i even going to learn how to dance like that you enter with yeah hmm, mm-hmm. you know what we could look for somebody yeah. sometimes it's not the act of what is that you've already made this show you've done everything that you're not coming to me and you're not telling me eh, eh sweetheart so i've employed so that is usually the issue yeah that's it's the issue that you weren't carried along you could this thing could have just gone a different way and you know gotten his wife to be his personal stripper in his house because that's clearly what he I'm wants. sure this woman is tired at home tired rapper and you say this guy wants to make me start no 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 but here's the thing no something problem. i've noticed about you no, we can't. <laughs> no no but you know what here's the thing if she was that kind of person he would have said it yeah, the he man would have said, said he would have said, said in this the he would have said, said she's so boring she's always tying rapper up and down how won't i get attracted to like, the guy just wants said, her to fly exactly instead i'm tired of having a missionary and doggy she, she's clearly not even that prude <laughs> self. you know that's so that's clearly that's what i'm saying and, <laughs> and guess what these are things they should have discussed really have, exactly. it's possible she can go wow you know some really she, nice quiet women can do up. can go out what but she, she may not even know I, what he wants i have a question is it a, is it a sin for a married couple to go to a strip club if that's what you're into, if that's what they're into why not i, 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 I won't I, judge them so i won't judge them but if they say they're godly that's why i said he had the audacity we didn't make heaven only god can judge oh, only god can judge if that's what you're into because as a couple you should do what both of you are into you know you're yeah, not meant yeah. to yeah, make your relationship the same way another person's relationship mm-hmm. oh this person goes to strip club oh this person no, goes to strip club no, oh this person no. is not going to strip club 
anyway, <laughs> because you're going there because of the cooking. Oh, God. The food is but, always better. Anyway, but you get what I'm saying. So, this is something that I feel like it could all have been avoided if maybe he discussed it beforehand or he was a bit more sensitive towards the situation. Okay, so the um, advice from the goodbye gang here is, you know, next time you pay the stripper, but don't tell your wife you paid her already. Mm-hmm. You tell her, look, I want you to dance. No, no, no. You don't agree? No, pay the stripper. Don't tell your wife that you've paid the stripper. The stripper is probably not going to give you a refund if your wife doesn't agree. But I guarantee you there's a way that you can get your wife to take the stripping club lesson yeah oh don't even worry whether your wife is taking care of your children think of your home just you know let her be at rest go to the strip club or gentleman's club you know and get your rocks off that way. no no no, no that's else not is worried about sources <laughs> please don't take that advice. Please. don't take that advice don't take that advice Allah, huh? register Sources at the strip club let her learn maybe she needs a bit more flexibility i don't know what that means i mean I but <laughs> Nowadays, I hear that married women are trying their dandest, you know, they throw away their children to the grandparents' house. So, honestly, this just requires a bit of communication. It's just communication. Not, the communication was wrong, communication I think. Because I think that people just think that communication is just opening your mouth and just talking, talking, talking. No. It's being sensitive to the situation, wording it the right way. Well, yeah. There is a, the right way to communicate and the wrong yeah. way to communicate, which I try to tell some people sometimes, but they don't listen. Yeah, so this I think this has been our longest part ever, I think, and probably one of the most enjoyable. So, hmm. Maggie, thank you. Thank you. Uh, can you plug all your you know handles and the blog and so everything? So they can follow you. you. Can follow you and you know enjoy all that good stuff. Yeah, on Instagram and um, actually on all my social media platforms is the same thing. D Ajala Bog. And the the T-H-E. Ajala. You know now the Ajala the traveler. Ajala Bog. B U G. Not blog. The Ajala Bog. Instagram. On the website, theagelabog.com, um, Twitter, Facebook, theagelabog. Thank you. And Stay connected. Make sure you get it right. We'll put it in the description because we're sure some of you is the right to blog, not to bug. But that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, um, you guys should follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's Good Bad Gang everywhere. Like Good Bad Gang on Twitter, Good Bad Gang on Instagram, SoundCloud. You should also subscribe on iTunes. Review us. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And just spread good vibes, y'all. Yes, have you copped that Pasha EP? It's a really good vibe. Vibe. Me, I don't feel it right. Right. Move them girls to the side. Side. They can do you like I. I. Cause they can't love you like I can't treat you good You the man got wood, yes I bang, bang, bang I never feed you from a can, only the best for my man Never stress, let the baseline bang Like boom, 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 boom We locking eyes from across the crowded room We vibing out, not to our tune In our world, us two, so who we gon' be opposed to? If your girl I look good and she never boring Then you know that they're really good for